There are two themes which are given to us for our reflection on the second Sunday of Advent. Two themes. One is placing our hope in God. And the second theme is what can we do to prepare the way for the Lord? What can we do? What should we do? The first theme is hope in God. It's very, very important. Last week, when we began the Sunday of Lent, we were asked, we were invited to embrace the spirit of faith. What God says is true. What he's preparing for us will become a reality. So one is to listen to him, to listen to his voice, so that we may gain knowledge, and by gaining knowledge, we respond with hope. I think for us, sometimes if we look at the world today, we'd wish that the government can do something with the the virus itself. And it's true with the scientists, we are hoping that they will do their portion. And that is true. All those things that we can do for one another is good. But also there's something that goes beyond that. If we don't have hope, then it doesn't matter. I just spoke to someone this morning. You know, the, the, the difficulties of one's life, sometimes the pain of one's life, removes hope. Removes hope. The trials, the difficulties can replace hope with anxiety and fear of the unknown and feeling that there's no way out, the hopelessness. And we know, we see the situation, too many people are taking their life. Too many people are just losing themselves in, in drugs, whatever it may be, because they don't see clearly that hope. And we as Christians are invited to place our confidence in God, even if we can't see, even if we can't see the immediate results, even if we have to pray for 20 years before we see the incredible outcome of the prayer of Monica and seeing her son, not only being a great theologian, great man of God, but also a great saint and a doctor of the church. But that means we have to have hope that we place everything in the hands of God. And somehow we do not know how, but God will fulfill the deepest longings of our hearts, that God will see justice being done, that God will also restore restore that those broken elements of our relationships, somehow God will help. But for that, we have to have hope. And what is hope? Hope is anticipation of that which God promises and he'll deliver. And this is what today in that first reading from the prophet Barak we heard. And, and what is he saying? He says, here it is. The people of God lost their freedom. The people of God lost their their homes, they lost everything. They were exiled, became slave servants. And so, but there God is calling them to have hope. It seems too good to be true. And yet this is what he's saying. And he says, Jerusalem, the symbol of the people of God, the place where the Lord has given them everything. Jerusalem, take off your robe of mourning and misery and put on the splendor of glory from God forever. 
wrapped in a cloak of justice from God, bear on your head mitre that displays the glory of eternal name. So there they are. They're still in, uh, they're still in, in, in slavery. And yet the invitation is for them put on a garments of joy rather than mourning. Why? Because of hope. God has been true to you. He has rescued you before, but you have to turn back to him. And that's the invitation. For God will show all the earth your splendor. You will be named by God forever the peace of justice and the glory of God's worship. So this is the invitation to the people of God. It's an invitation to us. Invitation to us. Up Jerusalem, stand up. Stand upon the heights, look to the east, and see your children gathered from the east and west at the word of the Holy One, rejoicing that they are remembered by God. So why would they have hope? Is because they are not forgotten. They're not forgotten. They will never be forgotten. They will be remembered by God, just like we are as well. But the Lord, what does he ask us, though? He's asking us to remember. To remember, do something, do something special, and that is place our confidence in him. Place our confidence. The whole mission of God's merciful love and God's the divine mercy devotion and the message is placing our confidence in God, in Jesus, who has overcome sin, who has overcome all the afflictions, and ultimately he's preparing us for eternity. That's the whole message. The message of the divine mercy is the message of hope. The vessel with which you are to receive grace is the vessel of hope. The vessel of hope, the vessel of trust in him. That's where, that's, this is what we have. And you know, and we can say, Lord, well, it seems like I don't have too much trust. I don't have too much hope. Look at the situation. Look at my own situation. Look at the situations in people's lives. And there's so much struggle, so many difficulties. And yet the Lord is keep on asking us, place your confidence in me and I will act. Because based on, the, on your trust, you, you give me the possibility of acting on your behalf. And so this is why St. Peter says, Lord, I believe, I trust in you, but help my unbelief, help my lack of trust. Because that's how we can say. And so this way we'll be, again, invited by, by the Lord to do that, to placing our confidence in him. Why? As the response all your son says, the Lord has done great things for us. We're filled with joy. The Lord has done great things. And what happened is this. Not only the Lord brought the captives back to Jerusalem, he rebuilt the, the, the sanctuary, built the temple. And, you know, at that time, people were complaining you know, we had such a beautiful temple. We have such a beautiful church, you know, built by, by, by King, De King Solomon. And it was such a splendor. And then they come back and they don't have as much, as much resources they don't have. So they built a simple temple. And yet what happened is this. The prophet says, rejoice because the Lord of glory will come to the temple. We know that Jesus went. Jesus came to the temple of Jerusalem. It wasn't as great, as beautiful. And yet they envisioned in that prophetic, in that prophetic uh, vision of, of the prophets that the Lord will come to his temple. This is why this temple will be so beautiful, because God himself will come. And we know Jesus went to the temple many times. 
Jesus who is the one. And so the beauty and the splendor is because of the one whom we honor, the one who, who we love. And that's why the Lord has done great things for us, for all of us. We have received baptism. We have received communion and we are receiving communion. We receive the Lord. We have received the gifts of the Holy Spirit through confirmation. We have received the sacrament of, of marriage. You have the sacrament of, of, of confession, penance, reconciliation. Receive these gifts from God. This is why we can say, the Lord has done great things for us. Indeed, we are glad and we can build up our trust in him. We can build up our hope in him. Now, the second aspect of, of is to, to do something. What else can we do? And today we have John the Baptist. He is the one who's guiding our reflection, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight the paths, you know, the, remove those things which are on the way, which become stumbling blocks for us, that we cannot grow in faith. We cannot grow because we just don't have time. We don't have time to read. We don't have time to do almost anything because there's so many activities are there and also so the many trappings that we have created sometimes, you know, through addictions and through other patterns of, 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 of behavior, which actually block our, our growth in faith. So now what can we do? What can we do more? You know, as we enter the preparation, the Advent preparation for the coming of the Son of God. Well, there's, there's many things. One is to read scripture more. Again, meditate even for a brief moment. Communion with God, prayer does not require much time. We can enter into communion with God any moment of our life. It doesn't have to, we have to wait in the evening to pray or, or when we get up, which is good to pray, to entrust ourselves and to entrust everything, all the activities uh, that we will and, and, you know, and, and encounter during the day. But prayer is the communion and we can talk to him. We can talk to him now. We can thank him for being here. We can thank him for, he for hearing his voice. We can respond to him, the inspirations that he sends down our way. There's so many that communion with God doesn't stop because we can do it any moment when we're driving or working or whatever, just taking a moment and just being aware that he's with us, that he is there for us, that he has gifts for us to receive. That's why that communion is, is not based on, on our abilities, our work, no, and our education, doesn't matter. All, 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 and I, as a matter of fact, I see sometimes children are closer to the Lord than, than, than we as adults because we just, we don't have the time, so to speak. You know, we just don't have time. Yes, we do have every moment of our life we, because we breathe the air that God created, which he built, he formed us as human beings. So we have, but then there's also what, what um, St. John today, the St. John the, the Baptist speaks of is, is prepare the way by conversion setting aside things which are not of God, confession. It's a, he prepared us by the baptism of repentance. You know, you know, betanoia, to change your heart. So if there's anything that still is, a, is kind of sticking out in our life, which causes us to stumble, which does not allow us to, to really live our faith, then we have to remove it. We have to remove it. You know, I, 
I have to just say, share something with you. You know, um, when I was young, and six or seven years old, and and at that time I I began to to um, to be an ultra server, even though you know you could just do it during the uh, not on Sundays because there were all the wonderful you know ultra servers were there, but on weekdays, you know anybody who would come to church would serve. But at any rate, my father used to go to daily mass during Advent. I don't know why he chose the Advent. Um, but I think that I do understand he wanted to be prepared for the for the uh, for for Christmas, and there used to be a mass at 6 a.m. So as you know, December, being living in a northern climate, you know, 6 a.m. is dark. It's like it seems like still part of night, and 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 he would go to this mass, and this mass used to be called that during Advent. Rorate, which means the there's a beautiful hymn, as you may know, Rorate Celi. Rorate Celi is it's basically calling upon the Lord to rend his, the clouds, rend the heavens, and come down to us. It's like a calling, God, come down to us because we are in need of you. Come down to us because we we cannot live without you. It's a reference to, to the scripture, but it's a beautiful, beautiful melody. If you ever wish to go on even Google, say, Rorate Celi, Rorate Celi, R-O-R-A-T-A, Rorate, T-E, Celi, C-A-E-L-I. And if you ever Google, it's a beautiful hymn, but hopefully also in English, you can also read, read and pray. But at any rate, so this mass was known as the mass in anticipation. Open the gates, open the portals of heaven and come down. And so this mass during Advent was known as the Rorata mass, you know. And, and I, the reason I remember it so much is not just walking with my dad to church because it was kind of cold on certain days, it was very cold. But, but the fact is that as we entered the church, it was all dark except candle lights. There's no electrical lights. It was just the candle lights. And it's the anticipation of the light of Christ. And, and it's that, that imagery stuck in my mind, just the candle lights which were there and, and this dark church in anticipation. The Advent is this anticipation. Advent is this anticipation of something, the light of Christ to come. And the way we do so is by our conversion of heart. Prepare the way. Prepare the way for the coming of the Son of God. And not only that, this type of preparation by acknowledging our own brokenness, sinfulness, which is so necessary, but St. Paul says today how we can prepare is first of all, he says, prepare, he says, this is my prayer for you, that your love may increase ever more and more that your love may increase. So that's the invitation to that deeper conversion is that our love will increase evermore in the knowledge and in every kind of perception so that our love may increase in our knowledge of things because, you know, we, we, because by loving we can adjust. We're not as loving to my husband and my wife. We're not as loving to our children. We're not as loving to our grandparents, whatever it may be. We're not loving. So, so, so St. Paul says, increase. This is, is a prayer that the Lord may increase their love. 
in the knowledge of and every kind of perception, which means understanding, to discern what is of value, to discern what is of value. Today, we especially need to know what is of value, what is the value that will lead us into eternity, what is the value uh, that will lead us into, into, into the paradise. What is the value? Because there's all kinds of values being given, all kinds of things given to us. And so that we be able to discern, which means discernment is a gift of the Holy Spirit. So that you may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, that we may be completely restored, that we may receive the gift of purity before the Lord. And not only that, but we will be filled with the fruits of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ, filled with the fruits of righteousness. What is the righteousness? Once again, righteousness is God's redemptive gift of salvation. That's what we be filled with the righteousness because God has atoned for our sins. And that, that we will come to know all these gifts that come through Jesus Christ for the glory and praise of him. So today, as we complete, you know, this reflection, we're invited to do two things. One is be, we have to ask the Lord that we may receive the gift of hope based on our knowledge, based on knowing what he's, he has given to us. And then secondly, what can we do to convert, to change? What can we do to, uh, to be men and women who understand what our mission in life is, who understand what our role in life is, and that we may be able to live out until one day we share in the glory of heaven. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.